Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 achievers growing our lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. No one's going to be more passionate about your business than you. And so if you don't have it in you, don't expect to rally a team or investors or people that are going to care more. So, you know, have that moment where you decide, is this worth giving it all? Mm. And the sacrifices that you have to make and the late nights and burning the midnight oil and all the things it takes to start a business. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's time for another quickie because there's always time to fit in inspiration. And today I have a very special quickie for you guys with two of the most incredible guests. Let me just tell you who they are. You guys were doing it a little bit different this week because I wanted to get this out and in your ears as fast as I possibly could because I want you guys to be able to have the opportunity to attend this event if you want to go. And today I have Rebecca Minkoff. Yes, the Rebecca Minkoff, the iconic fashion designer and best-selling author on the podcast along with Allison Wyatt. She's a startup advisor, angel investor, and former executive at Refinery29, Goop, 
and girl boss. Okay, we have a big show for you today. And they are talking all about their event that they are putting on called Female Founders Day. It is March 23rd, 2023 at Rolling Greens in downtown Los Angeles. You do not want to miss it. If you want to start or grow your business and you are a woman, you're a female founder, you guys listen to this podcast. It is absolutely incredible what they are doing for women. I know that I'm going to go and take part in some of their offerings because I need this in my life right now. So let's get started. Rebecca and Allie, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for for having having us. You have both done so much work in the area that I am absolutely obsessed with. And that is really helping women start their businesses, grow their businesses. And this is such a passion of mine because it's changed my life so much. It wasn't modeled to me growing up. I didn't have people to look to. I was from a really small town. So when I, you know, decided that I wanted to be able to make my own money, and experience what that freedom was of just choice in the direction of my life, I really didn't have a lot of places to look. So the fact that you are both so passionate about bringing all of these different tools through the Female Founder Collective and all of the things that you're doing, I'm just, I'm so grateful for you guys. And we're going to dig into that. So I would love to hear about the Female Founder Collective and what you guys have coming up. And we'll talk about how that all got started. So it was 2018 and I was on the female panel circuit and we were all complaining about wage gap inequality, just the lack of it being messed up for women, frankly. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? I think there's power in community. There's power in us sharing our tips or tricks or roadblocks. Why don't I start a community and just see what Mm -hmm. happens? And just seeing what happens was this overwhelm of, you know, within the first week, 3000 applicants. I kind of launched it like a fashion campaign because that's all I knew. So I had like (laughs) eight, 10 beautiful female founders. We shot it. We launched it during fashion week and it took off. And then Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to reconnect with Allie about a month or two later. And she says, I, you know, she said, I see what you're building and I think I can add to it and be a great partner for you. And I was like, well, we talk about you all the time. So I didn't know you were available. I thought you were committed (laughs) to someone else. And so we really started building it together. And Allie, Allie can share her side and what she's really helped bring and usher in and really take things forward. Thanks. Yeah. So I, I had been at Girl Boss and prior to that, I had been at Refinery29 and Goop. And so a lot of these companies that were founded and run by women and also in the process of being a girl boss, I was advising a number of companies because the biggest really audience and the most engaged sort of consumer within the girl boss universe was really the founder, right? So many women were saying, I'm reaching a glass ceiling. I know that I'm so much bigger than this and I have much more earning potential than I'm actually tapping into. And then they were becoming mothers and they were saying, I can't actually keep up with this schedule. I need flexibility. I want to be able to pick up my kids from school. I want to be able to drop off my kids. I want to be able to go to their soccer games. And it was something that was really difficult to do when you have to be at your desk at 8 a.m. and have to be in your desk until at least five o'clock at night. So 
they were going off and knowing their talent, knowing their expertise, they were starting their own businesses. The challenge was they didn't necessarily have the networks or the knowledge that would enable them to thrive in that sort of environment. They had succeeded maybe in the corporate work world. They had a tremendous amount of expertise, but running a business, as I think we all know here, is just, it's an entirely different beast. And so what I had seen sort of in advising people, but also at Girl Boss, was that they were craving education mm. on certain key topics from, you know, how do you integrate your personal finances with your business finances? How do you, you know, set up, set your business up for success from a legal perspective? Mm-hmm. And it was this really exciting time where we could, and with Rebecca's incredible community, connect them in a way where they could help each other see around corners. It was sort of the ways of entrepreneurship for women and also help each other find partners and and sponsors as well as investors. So I reached out to Rebecca. I was so excited about what she had started. And I was like, let's work together on this because I think it is a platform that is so incredibly needed especially with the pace at which women were starting businesses, which was almost 2000 women starting a business every single day. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that's back then. And it's so crazy what's happened even after the pandemic. And so, you know, you guys put some statistics and I couldn't actually believe that our fundraising is down compared to what it was. And it was, what was it? 2.4% and now it's back down to 1.9%. Why, what do you guys think that is? I think year over year, from an investment perspective, you're finally seeing the macro economy sort of trickle down to the startup space, right? Like the the market has been incredibly volatile. And so people are going back to, and investors are going back to what is safe for them. And, And safe for them looks like what they've been doing and investing in for years and years and years. And when you have predominantly men in the position of choosing what investments to make, it's also hard for them to sort of put themselves in the shoes of a woman Mm -hmm. and the problems that they're facing to see the economic opportunity on the other side of sort of these business ideas they're bringing to the table. So I think it's it's definitely a myriad of factors, but I think the biggest factor is probably the market and that you're these funds are having to really just do what they've always done and double down also on their existing investments. So for a woman right now who's listening, who's like, oh my God, I need all the help that I can get. What does it look like for me to kind of come into the Female Founders Collective? Like what sort of tools and things like that are, am I going to get helped with? When you come in, we really want women who who need extra support to join us at the 10th house. It's our private membership community. Mm-hmm. And from there, uh, we called it the 10th house because it's the astrological sign for entrepreneurship, the house oh, of I business. That. <laughs> uh, that was Allie. That was all Allie's finding. <laughs> we, for weeks, debated this name and then she she had that aha moment. And so from there, you get you know access to community, access to weekly Zooms. We're constantly surveying our community. What do they need? What roadblocks do they encounter? Is it help with PR? Is it help with marketing? Is it CRM? You know, we're never going to have a course on how to take a selfie. It's all the unsexy stuff of business and really getting down to those brass tacks. So you'll have access to tons of great content that we've had in the past as well. And then early access to events like Female Founders Day, 
be able to get tickets and really just every woman has a different pain point. Most women start their businesses with a passion and not necessarily, you know, the Wharton School of Business degree. And so we want to aim to bridge that gap and really get women connected with other women who have done it, you know, and anyone you're going to be hearing from is an expert in their field, whether they're a founder or, you know, a C-suite executive. So it's about making sure that the advice you're getting is not to disregard teachers, but it's someone who's lived and breathed and failed and gotten up again. Mm-hmm. What for both of you, I would love to hear the answer from both of you about what has been different for you in business that has stood out as a woman in compared to what you've experienced maybe that men are challenged with, that you really believe women need a little more either support with or more focus on? For both of you, what has that kind of been? We had a situation with our bank many times, I'll say, before we sold the company. And my role was to always go in and charm them. And I fully embraced it. I was not, I didn't feel like I was like, if that's what needs to get done, I'll be the fucking charmer. (laughs) But I knew that my brother didn't have to go in and be the charmer, you know, and my investor didn't have to go in and charm. And I was like, this is messed up, but I'm going to do it because it's going to get me the money I need. Mm -hmm. So whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I had, you know, it's not like inappropriate charming, but it was just (laughs) like, oh, I have to be the charismatic girl. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself every time I had to play that role, like, wow, it would be so different if mm-hmm. that's not what helped it get this over the line. And believe me, there were times where I was yelling and screaming too. So it's not just <laughs> that. But I thought, wow, this is much different for men. So like a confidence, potentially when you when women first come in, do you find that maybe they have to work more on their confidence of kind of pitching themselves and getting out there? Definitely. I think if that's not your normal state, if the, if you're not the performer, right, or you're not easy to turn that on, I think it, you have to get to that point or find someone who you work with who can, because mm-hmm. I think people are about to give you a lot of money and they want to see that you're confident in your pitching and your product and what you believe in. No one wants to invest in someone that's not certain. Mm, yes. Ellie, how about you? So it was interesting. I I saw this meme on social media, of course, of this peacock. I've never, I don't know if you all have ever seen a peacock trying to like mate and impress. I just watched one last week. So that's so weird. Probably got the same like explore video that I got. Probably did. I got started with it. And I was like, this is hysterical. No wonder they call it peacocking. (laughs) And no wonder it's a male thing. Like the male was just like, you know, kept getting in front of the woman and like spreading his feathers. And she was like not having it. And he kept trying and trying again. And I think that's the difference between men and women. And one of the reasons why women struggle to raise capital or go in and to get that loan is because women are very realistic with the expectations in front of them. And they always want to over deliver, right? Like I think it's more important for women to meet expectations or exceed expectations than it is for them to sort of like win in that moment. Mm. Whereas for men, they will go into a pitch with investors or with, you know, to a bank and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do like 50 million in, in three years, you know, and I'm at 1 million right now. Women are much more sort of authentic perhaps mm. <laughs> about what the those expectations look like and i think that in business you know there has to be some peacocking and so i think we could take a little bit of of what men have and to your point about confidence it's interesting too because you will have the most extraordinary 
really experienced founder who's sitting there talking about their business. And when they talk about themselves, they're like, they quickly gloss over like these extraordinary achievements. And then they chalk that up a lot of times to like luck. Mm. So it's interesting that we we're not as good about bragging about what we've done and what that means and the impact of that is as men are. So I I would say that those are the major things that I've Mm. noted. Hey y'all, if you didn't know, Earn Your Happy is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. This is so exciting to me because I have been looking for a really good home for the show for, I can't even tell you, years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows and I want to share them with you. One of the shows is Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brennan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show, not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out. Go subscribe to motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I promise you, this is going to be one of those shows that no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brendan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed. I can't stress enough to everyone listening the importance of needing to be around people who've done it before. I recently, well, in the last couple of years, I I raised money. I raised $2 million for a company that I'm I'm still about to launch. (laughs) Thank you, COVID. But it definitely, I... I really needed someone to just guide me and kind of hold my hand. And on days where I was like, to your point, like the peacocking, I had to learn that. Like I had to learn to go in and really what that looked like to tell a story and to be confident. And let me tell you, just to like drill home what you are saying, the importance of being able to walk in and be certain, like you had also said, Rebecca, is I learned that it was 99% of what we were doing. And I couldn't have done that without kind of the modeling of watching someone and also having them breathe life into me and kind of teach me what that looks like. So I think it's so important for women to go and be around that because I I believe that we get that confidence, you know, from being around other confident people. So what are some of the things that you've seen in your groups happen that was maybe even or or in the collective happen or in the 10th house that that was even unexpected that's been like a really cool kind of result or ripple effect from it you know i think to be honest i think it's hard to say what's unexpected because mm. the intention right is there that you put yeah. these like you said these women together that have been through it i mean i think i've been surprised at like some people have like dropped the business that they were doing and then end up partnering with somebody else in the 10th house and being co-founders together, which is like just super exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, people are sharing investor information, the good and the bad, right? When they're like, you should not go to this investor, they're piranhas. You don't want to go down that route. 
you're going to be miserable for your entire journey Mm. or, you know, from a bank standpoint, like what are the terms that you're getting and what are sort of the numbers that you've seen in the past? I think when we're seeing women have had a tendency to sort of hold things close to their vest and we're seeing people be a lot more willing to open up about it. And it's really fun to see women not talking about and Rebecca talks about this a lot, like we, as women come into meetings, we talk about our kids or our date or, you know, things that don't necessarily have an ROI for us. And we're learning to sort of talk about things that are a little bit more transactional and be okay with it. It's so much permission, especially when that is the intention in the group. I love that so much, like setting that intention that this is the place where we do share numbers. We do share contacts. We do share the good and the bad. I mean, that shaves off years. And let me tell you, I've wasted the money, spent the money in bad places. This would have been so huge for me, even in the last couple of years, you guys. So I, again, just can't stress enough. I feel the importance of this. I don't think any founder or business person should be doing business without being in something where they're going and and learning from other people. So tell me about Female Founders Day, because I'm so excited about it. Thank you. We're very excited as well. Rebecca, do you want me to kick off or you want to? Oh my gosh. I think once we had this groundswell of community and I'm not just rocking because I'm calling myself, I have a baby in my arms. (laughs) I was like, she's just really excited. I love this. (laughs) No, proof that there's a baby. He was supposed to be asleep, but apparently it just needs to be in my arms. Um, (laughs) I love it. So it was I think one of once we saw that there was this huge community and sharing all of their problems, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was talking with a friend and we were complaining about panel culture again, and that it's great, but do you learn anything mm-hmm. or do you just have a good time enjoying someone's story? Like I have yet right. to feel like I took something truly transformative from what someone said and it changed the trajectory of my business. I can't say that. And so we said, you know, we it should really be workshop based. And yes, you can have the hero panels and keynotes, but like let's get 90 minutes on the on the calendar of like learning something you didn't know mm-hmm. and have that intimate session. So Ali had just joined and so we began to sort of ideate, you know, how do we really dig into that? And we had our first event and we had I don't know, 25 workshops, I think it was. We maybe bit off more than we could chew and women could choose it. Because again, sometimes you're put on a track and you're like, I didn't need to know this. So mm-hmm. like, let let you choose what you don't know. And we're going to find the best woman that exists to offer you that expertise and then the ability to ask questions and really differentiate ourselves from these incredible organizations that have awesome people speak. But again, you come away, you know, maybe not having learned what you needed to solve a problem. I have never heard it said like that. It's so funny. I went I went to an event with a friend recently and we sat at some panels and I go, I I feel worse. <laughs> I didn't learn anything and I actually now feel bad about myself because I don't I I feel like I'm inadequate. Like I don't know right. how like you didn't they figure did it out this. and they did. Yeah. Yes. And totally. it felt like a big secret that I wasn't being let in on. And so I love workshop style. It's always been the best way that I've learned, like very hands-on and being able to sit at tables with people and ask questions. And because sometimes, and I know that you guys know this, but like 
people explain things with words people don't understand. And it's like a whole secret language sometimes when we go to these events and it's like they forget that they're 10 years ahead of all the people who are there and learning. So the whole thing just feels so foreign and can actually feel defeating if you don't kind of get that more intimate setting that you guys are talking about, which I absolutely love. So Female Founders Day, March 23rd at Rolling Greens in downtown Los Angeles. What are you most looking forward to about this event? It almost feels like a reunion every year. A lot of the same people come, which it's so fun to see them year over year and see how their businesses have grown and changed and morphed or what new businesses they've started. But I think the other piece of it that is just, it's its really heartwarming is we have a digital platform, right? So we don't get to see, we also do a ton of smaller events in different markets, but this is like our big moment where we have so many founders coming together in one place. And I think what's really exciting about it is you realize very quickly sort of why we're doing it. And you get to witness people forming these lifelong relationships with one another more than anything. That I think is what's fun is it's it's fun to come and learn and be able to implement these things into your business right away. But I think the more exciting thing is that you're ultimately doing it alongside people that are in the same part of their journey. And so now they're on it together. So I think for me, that's what I love seeing. How about you, Rebecca? I will not be there, sadly. Okay. Because of this little, this little newborn. But, good reason. Uh, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be cheering them on. And again, what echoing Allie, like, it's so exciting to meet women and have them be so excited about what they're learning. And the information sharing that goes on and the connections that are made and just hearing the feedback is so rewarding. It's like, oh, that's why we do this. You know, Mm -hmm. when it's a digital community, you'll get feedback, but you can't replace in-person live feedback of this was transformative, this changed my life. And so to see that is really exciting. And I'll be watching from afar. I love that. What would you both say to kind of either the the beginning, maybe you guys want to split this one up to the beginning female founder, entrepreneur. And then I'd love to hear the woman who's kind of at a spot where she feels a little bit stuck and wants to scale, but doesn't know if she has it in her. We I like think it. to the beginning female founder, this is not instant gratification. We mm-hmm. have that in our culture because we can get so much of what we want by the click of a button, but there's going to be a long, hard road and you better be prepared to work your butt off. Does not come easy. And to the woman that doesn't think she has an in her, like you need to have your come to Jesus moment, lady, because no one's going to be more passionate about your business than you. And so if you don't have it in you, don't expect to rally a team or investors or people that are going to care more. So, mm-hmm. you know, have that moment where you decide, is this worth giving it all? Mm. And the sacrifices that you have to make and the late nights and burning the midnight oil and all the things it takes to start a business. And whatever you decide, do it with integrity. But it's not easy. And there are some shortcuts, but not a ton. It just is hard work, your network, you know, knowing what you do, finding your white space, all these things that sound so trite, but a lot of them are true. Mm. Love that. Allie, how about for the woman who feels like she's kind of stuck in her business and really wants to scale and go to the next level? I find a lot of women and a lot of founders that actually come to our community, Mm -hmm. they've been doing it themselves the whole time. 
right? Like they, they haven't hired anybody. They haven't sort of thought about what their business could look like because they feel almost guilty doing that because they're afraid that it's spending too much money. It's a needless expense that they don't want to take on as a business. But what ends up happening when you hire people and you start sort of outsourcing the things that you're maybe not great at is that's when your business, you know, you end up, instead of looking at it as an expense, it's an investment and you end up almost tripling, quadrupling your business. Like I've never hired somebody and not had that be a repercussion of hiring them. So I think it's seeking out help, knowing what you're good at and really being honest with yourself about what you're not good at. And then going and finding the people, the team around you to help you get the business to the next level. And it might be that you have hired people already, right? You're a few years in, maybe a couple million dollars of revenue. And you're like, I I know I can get to the next level. I think I can, but I feel stuck right now. I think it's assessing how you're spending your time and where are those potential holes in the business where you can bring somebody in to help you just amplify your own impact on the business. Mm, So good. What permission have you guys had to give yourself in order to show up as the women who I'm looking at right now who are so confident and I feel like have all of the things put together, even though we know that's, you know, not true, but... What permission have you both had to give yourselves to like show up really big in business? I think I fully embrace what it means to be a woman in business. And when I say that, mostly being a mother, I think that when I had my first kid, I went from working, you know, till midnight every night to like, I'm leaving the office at six, you know, or many years later, you know, I'm not checking email on weekends or I'm in a board meeting. I'm like, I got a pump guys and I'm going to do it in front of you with a, with a cloth cover. And the only people that didn't like that were the Japanese. I cleared out a room pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but other than that, if I have to work and be a mom and, and have, there's no balance, but it have boundaries and, and be able to do what I do, then this is what it looks like. It's having my baby rocking here on this podcast because I, I'm still on that leave and I don't, I choose not to have help right now. So I think that it's all those things that you just have to say, if we want things to change, this is what the package looks like. Oh, that's powerful. I love that. Allie? Yeah, I would say that I never felt like what it meant to be a woman in business until I became a mom. I I felt the same, you know, like, I, I don't know what it was in me, but, you know, I was the first at the door with my boss to ask for a raise before that. Or to tell him that like, I wasn't making market, like, I think I can make this much more, or I think that I deserve that. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I never sort of had that part of me that, and I think it's because I, I had a dad growing up who was like, you're going to be in business, you can do anything and was very much, you know, encouraged me. Mm. And I actually, frankly, always had great male bosses, you know, where we had a great relationship. And again, I think that comes from having a great male role model. But it was when I had kids that I was like, oh, whoa, this thing is like not fair because I'm like, I I physically cannot do the things that I used to do, which like Rebecca said, working until midnight. But I think being a mom really taught me how powerful you can be as a woman in business and that all of a sudden you have boundaries that you're going to have to withhold. Otherwise a person doesn't survive. And so it's these forced boundaries, which then makes you a better communicator about your needs and 
what you can get done in a given time frame. Instead, I would just, before I would just say yes to everything. And then I would be up all night and it, my health, you know, sort of was all the worse for it. But mm. I think that as women, if we are more like Rebecca and we are more communicative about what our boundaries are, what our needs are, what we are going to get done. And if we're just more goal oriented rather than task oriented, I think that we can all succeed. And and I think there's no one better at doing that than than women, frankly. You know, it's just, mm. it's incredible that we're able to, do all the things that we do and that we can raise kids and be such leaders in that environment. And then you take those skills and you apply it to your business and you really learn time management and you really learn how to be efficient. All right. So whether this is having to do with the Female Founder Collective or whatever you guys are working on right now, I would love to know for each of you, what's the most exciting thing in your life right now? Whether it is, you know, something that you're loving talking about, like what's lighting you up when you talk with your closest friends? This guy. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. That's all I'm thinking about right now. I gotta be honest. Everything else is mush. I love that. I love that so much. And that you're able to just like take that time right now and be so in that space. I love it. Allie, how about you? It's funny because as we discussed earlier, it's so important to surround yourself with people that think and do and desire the same things that you do, like the best version of yourself. And I have this group of women that was formed by a friend of mine. That's all, it's an investment group where it's mm-hmm. all about how do we get rich? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how do we, like, if our husbands die on average 10 years before us or your partner, whomever, how do I know that I like, I've got this, I'm in control. And how do I start making fun investment decisions? And I've actually started to working with my girlfriends who, some are in this group, but some just are like-minded where we're looking at different investments that we can make that are sort of passive income. We're like, do we buy multifamily yeah. <laughs> and clean them up and flip them and you know have this nice passive income coming in? But it's it's really been fun to explore different ways of, of making money and being unapologetic about the fact that we do want that money, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just for the purpose of you know buying the handbag or buying the house by all means. It's really about having a comfort level and a life that you want while also giving back to your community. So that's been really fun to talk to women about investment ideas. Oh, love, 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 love those topics as well. Like I'm like, okay, how can I get in there? All right. So how do we get tickets for Female Founders Day? And then also how do we join the membership? So tickets, are on, I actually should have the link to the, we'll send it afterwards. We have a I'll put website. that in show notes as well, you guys. So we'll put it yes. down below. I'm not exactly sure of the, of the URL, but yes, we have a landing page. You can come, you can see there are different ticket types. We are sold out of our VIP tickets, but we have general admission, a few general admission left. They're going very quickly. <laughs> and so you can join us there. And by the way, you're going to get more than your values worth in just in terms of product afterwards too, because our gift bags are insane. You'll barely be able to put it on your shoulder. (laughs) And then we, for signing up for the cohort, you can also go to our website, click on membership, 
And once you're there, we do have an application process where we just ensure that you are qualified, which to be qualified, you basically have to be either the biggest stakeholder in your business, have majority control as as sort of the other option, and then actually have a business. So those are sort of the qualifiers. And we're launching our cohort on the 14th. So the last day to sign up is April 13th. So amazing. Um, and check us out. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful to have had this conversation. And for all of the people listening, all of the women listening, that there is such a great spot where you guys can go and get access. Like it's all about the access. I really believe it's who you're around. It's the access. It's proximity to people who have done it before. So the fact that you're even doing this is just huge. Do not miss out on it. Go check it out, guys. Go click the link in show notes. And I am a huge believer in events. It's always been the places where I have grown my business the the most by finding mentors or partners or even just walking out of the room with that one bit of information for your next step on what to do next. Like that is everything. If you just leave with one thing, it's going to change your business. So thank you guys so much. Again, I'm so grateful for you. Definitely. If you guys are listening and you have a friend who needs this, text it to them, tag Allie and Rebecca and let them know what your biggest takeaway was. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also 
sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.